Hello and welcome to the PR department podcast. You're through to your host Katie Braden and this is episode 42. I asked a while ago on my Instagram stories if there was anything that you guys would like to hear me talk about or tackle on the podcast and one of those was how to sort of forward plan and create like a manageable life as a freelancer specifically in an industry that is notoriously busy and unmanageable and I said okay let's go this is the freelancer's guide to a manageable workload um that could be a self-help book couldn't it don't tempt me I will write it um okay first things first if only it were this easy if only I could say follow these steps to freelancer bliss that's not going to happen but here are a few things that I've learned and implemented over the years um so to set this up for those of you who don't know I have been freelance for coming on seven and a half years now um I have suffered from depression I have suffered from burnout I have suffered from extreme anxiety so if anybody can sort of give you any tips also by the way I do not suffer with any of those things now I'm cured um no obviously that's not the case but I'm really good I would say I give myself props I'm really good at managing my life and that has come from hitting rock bottom multiple times and going hmm yeah maybe we shouldn't do that again uh so yeah I wanted to share a couple of these things with you so maybe uh one of them may help you and if it does let me know over on Instagram at the PR department podcast because it's really nice sometimes to know that people are actually listening to this because <laughs> I say to people all the time like whenever I meet anybody in real life who listens to my podcast number one complete shame number two are you not embarrassed yes number three I'm like oh people listen to this cool like I sit here I'll paint the I'll paint the picture for you I'm in my office I've got my little podcast set up like it's the most tiny podcast setup ever like I love how people have their own podcast studios and they record it yeah it's not me um but yeah it's just funny that some people actually listen to these and find them interesting and helpful that's what I'm here for if you can take one thing away from this and it helps you I've done my job so here are here is the freelancer's guide to a manageable workload um you heard it here first so first things first I look over my diary over the course of a year and I plot in personal things and work things that I know are going to occur annually so and that's not just work that's personal too because they're just as important right um for example my partner and I have birthdays a month apart for our whole relationship except for when we were in COVID instead of doing like a two-week holiday we do one two holidays so one week twice right one for each birthday for a week so I plot that in right then I work in the hair industry you have certain awards most wanted awards shout out to you business awards shout out to you they happen every year at a very similar time that's going in the diary you better believe christmas she happens every year get her in the diary 
um, you know, anything like that that I can plot in. If you've had wedding invitations, get it in the diary. Um, anything that you can do sort of like a year in advance, six months in advance, get it in there. So that is like, I call it like gray space. Like I am not available for that time. Um, yeah, so my next point is like awards, fashion weeks, big scale work events, which happen every year. Um, like for example, the last few years I've put Salon International in my diary, even though I'm not working it because it's a huge part it's a huge part of the diary for a lot of people who I work with. So it goes in there because it's a monster. And if I do have to work it, it's best to pre-plan and know that there is a potential that I could be working this big... By the way, for those who don't know, Sound International is a big trade show. Things like that, you know? So even if you don't know if you're going to work it, get it in the diary. So at least you have vision you know you have your vision on it like don't just have a blank diary for the whole year because you've got no sort of like posts in which to move between um so this is quite PR specific but I guess it could work for other industries too um I touch base with all my clients at the start of the year well I try and do it at the end of the year so like mid early to mid-December I try and touch base with everybody and ask if they have any big dates for launches for the next year um nine times out of ten I'll get a vague month like for example oh we're gonna be doing something in March but that is golden information um like I have a launch coming in September that's fine it's in my peripheral at least I know like oops something's brewing in March get it in the diary block all these things in, pin them down later. So now I have my view of the year, I can plot other things in as they come. And here's where the decision making comes. So the things that have gone into your sort of like annual calendar, they're not necessarily movable things. Christmas, you can't move her. Our birthday holidays, nine times out of 10, we can move them a little bit, but they are going to happen at those times, you know? So these are things that you have to sort of maneuver around. Um, so this is where it comes to picking and choosing what goes in between those times. And we could be talking a two-week period, we could be talking a six-month period. This is how you manage your time. So I personally, as a PR, so this is quite specific to me, I don't like doing more than two big quote-unquote events a month and that may be like a big travel thing or a big work thing like a launch for example. Um, like if I've got my launch plotted in for March and then another client's like right I've got a launch for March I'm like right okay let's see how this fits together because I I prefer not to be doing two big projects at the same time because you know you've only got so many hours in a day and I like to give you know 110% to what I'm doing yeah that was very cheerleader of me wasn't it any who um so for example I'm based in the north of England I go down to London for work I would not be booking things in my diary that required me to go down to London more than twice. And I know that that sounds like not a lot, but over the course of a month, when life is coming at you hard, traveling twice, doing two big chunks of things twice, that for me is where I sit comfortably. Don't get me wrong. 
I have had times where I've been dealing with four or five launches in a month or I've been traveling nonstop for four weeks, but that is not my comfort. So it's good for you to know where your baseline is so you can try and achieve your baseline. I'm not saying it's always possible. It's just not. But at least you know in an ideal world, I would like to have two events a month. So that's when you can sort of look at things and think, is this essential? Yes or no? Does this fit in within my baseline? For example, if I'm traveling down to London twice in a month for work, and then one of my friends says, hey, I'm having a party in Manchester. Can you come? The answer is going to be no, nine times out of 10, because I've already hit my baseline and going to a party for me is not a priority. Do you see how that works? Um, So find your baseline and then from there you can really easily say yes or no to things because you know your limits. Um, Especially with traveling. Um, I find traveling can make you burn out. You lose a lot of time when you travel. Like it's, it's great, don't get me wrong. I love getting to the airport early and sitting there for three hours working on my laptop great but you also lose a lot of time um and you're also I find not as sharp when you've been traveling at least for me so yeah having that sort of set gives me space um and actually it helps me to avoid burnout like you can do six events in a month every month but you are not going to last so if you want longevity you have to find a balance um My next point, I make decisions on whether I'm going to go to things away from home. Um, So again, I don't like to be away from home for more than one to two things a month. Again, my routine gets condensed every time I go away from home. So if I go away every week, I just wouldn't have enough time to get everything done. So I, people ask me all the time, in my personal life, in my work life, how do you do it all? How I do it all is because I have a really strict established routine. I work really hard, probably harder than I maybe should, but it comes down to my routine. Like I make sure that I'm home and I'm in my routine and I'm in work 100% for the majority of the time. When I'm off traveling and I'm doing this, that and the other, even if it's work stuff, that time of 100% focus is condensed so I can do less. It's just calendar maths, guys. (laughs) It's really a lot harder than it sounds, but it really is just calendar maths. Um, So I've also put my next point as play with your weekly hours. So this point is all about finding your work sweet spot. This is predominantly for freelancers who are sort of in control of how much they work. Um, So this sort of covers like how many clients you're going to take, how many hours you're willing to work. um, And this will fluctuate. But over time, you have to figure out where your sweet spot is so you can stay as near to that as possible. Um, Like for me, I know how many clients I kind of like to be working with and how many clients is too much. And then if I take on too many clients, I'm going to be working too many hours. Like, you know, you have to pinpoint your priority with this one. Like, is your priority spending time with your family? Is it making money? Is it relaxing? Is it recovering? You know, 
and let this dictate how many hours you work and what you spend those hours doing. Like if I have an absolutely massive client paying me tons of money, really, really high stress, really intense job, I need to figure out my other work accordingly because I can't have eight of them, you know? Well, I can, but I'll be a mess by the end. It's not sustainable. So you have to let your focus dictate what you do. So for example, if my focus for the next year is making money, I'll do it all. Versus if my focus for the next month is having a bit of recovery from burnout, then I, you know, I have to scale back. And that's how you make those decisions. And you I in an ideal world you would plan that in advance so when I go into sort of a six-month period I always kind of have a little think and also when new business opportunities arise for me I have a little think does this match you know what I'm going for right now like I went through a stage in my career last year where I was like I just need a little bit of a break and that doesn't mean dropping all tools and not working it just means figuring out you know, what clients I'm going to take, what intensity of jobs I'm going to take, how many hours I'm going to work a week, if I'm going to spend, you know, part of my day doing something for myself, like going to the gym, am I going to have time to do that, walking my dog, spending time outside, like I needed to have, especially after COVID, I think a lot of people felt this, I certainly did, I needed a period of sort of rehabilitation and, you know, opportunities would come along that were really big money but they didn't fit with what I needed at that moment in time now I'm on the opposite I really want to like make money I want to work 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 like I'm in a very like working mindset and I know from September onwards that is going to be my main drive so everything that comes my way I'm going to do I'm probably going to get burnt out I'm going to work more hours than my quote-unquote sweet spot things are going to have to give but it all has to match with your priority and your priority shifts over time don't feel the need to set a priority and stick with that for the next 10 years because your priority might change week on week and therefore you can shift as a freelancer week on week recognizing that it's not always going to be the same is okay workload as well as income fluctuates um i'm a big big believer in you get what is intended for you um so sometimes i get frustrated when i think oh you know, I could be earning more money or I could be doing this or I could be doing that. You get what is meant for you. And if for some reason I don't have many projects on or I'm not earning as much money as in my head I think I should be, it's for a reason. And I try and view it as a positive and use that time elsewhere. Um, So yeah, just reassuring everybody out there that everything fluctuates and it's not this upward trajectory for every freelancer and every business not everybody is quote-unquote in their bag like not everybody's buying Birkins like that's not the norm and even the people who are seen to be doing that on social media they are not doing it I can guarantee you or maybe they are doing it with enormous credit card debt and lots of reasons to go to therapy Um, but again we're going for longevity here Um, so everybody fluctuates and I just wanted to reiterate that. So here's maybe a more slightly controversial take. Um, I don't plan more than a year in advance. I do not have a strict five to ten year plan. Like of course I have an idea of where I would like my life to go, things that I would like to do, but I do not plan. Like going back again I'm a strong believer in fate and having a path 
in the universe giving you you know what is meant for you like I really do hold on to that um I mean to be honest in my life it's always shown me to be it's always been true that sort of idea um so I have a vague idea of what I'd like to do but honestly if an opportunity lands in my lap tomorrow I never want to be so blindsided by my own planning that I don't take it um I always have eyes and ears open so my path can really change at any time and I am always open to that um you know whenever anyone's asked me about my career or my path or you know things that I've managed to achieve I always say like as long as you're pouring energy into the right places and your eyes are open and your ears are open and you're welcoming of opportunities what is meant for you will come your way and I honestly believe that formula never fails um and if it doesn't come to you it's not meant for you um so have your eyes open and something else will present itself I really do feel that and I know that that sounds very like wish-washy mumbo-jumbo like it's not very like business speak like girl boss kind of vibe but that's what I believe to be true and that's always what has happened to me um yeah I don't plan more than a year in advance I don't want to be like if something comes along and I'm like oh but I plan to do this next year I'm not going to take the opportunity like again I've cut my own nose off to spite my face so it's always been open to be flexible and shift and change because if you pay attention to those signs and those you take those opportunities you could end up in a really really beautiful place and if you hadn't given that opportunity you know it's moment in the sun then you might have missed it and it could have passed you by and you could have missed out on these opportunities or this path so I say always explore always play always be flexible um I'll entertain most things like I don't say yes to everything by a long shot but I you know I accommodate I think about everything everything that comes my way um and just because it doesn't fit into maybe where I see myself next year that doesn't mean I'm gonna say no um so yeah I don't ever want to blindsight myself basically this one's more of a thought but it doesn't matter um, what you do. If you're not at your best, you can't give your best. So whilst grinding yourself into the ground is really attractive because obviously capitalism, um, you're going to see a loss of business over time or a decline in business over time because obviously we know burnout is a real thing and like I've said throughout this whole episode it's all about longevity and it's all about setting yourself up to be able to perform at a high level for a long time we're doing a marathon not a sprint um so you have to be good to yourself in order to build your your career and your business um I would say sustainable practices over hustle culture every day go long go long Um, you know like I've been able to work at a really high level of intensity over many years like as I said at the beginning of this episode I've had I've hit depression I've hit burnout I've hit the extreme anxiety I've hit rock bottom multiple times and what I always come back to and what saves me every time is sustainable practice over being impulsive hustling you know grinding myself into the ground those things are gonna gonna be great maybe but they'll last five minutes and 
that's not how life works you know you need the you need to find in every aspect that sweet spot so I think really focusing on what works for you making note of it and responding in terms of what you book how you plan is always a good idea um I've also put as a note don't compare um as we know comparison is the thief of joy don't feel pressured into maintaining a certain lifestyle or working a certain way just because you see other people doing it on social media um it doesn't matter how many times we say it as humans we struggle to listen to this um those people are showing a highlight reel most of the time it's on credit cards (laughs) so um never ever feel pressured into taking something unless it is going to benefit all of those points that we've covered like your yearly plan your monthly plan your is this opportunity right for me how am I feeling what are my priorities am I focused on making money am I recovering from burnout what am I doing does these these things that I'm chasing it has to fit into all of this otherwise it's not for you and it's not going to happen um and my last point which is probably the ultimate point to the freelancer's guide to a manageable workload guys saying no this is my personal favorite and anybody who knows me or works with me will know this um in order in order to have a manageable workload you have to say no a lot and you cannot feel bad about it um when I mean even now like I have imposter syndrome a lot of people will have imposter syndrome their whole careers and that will force them into saying yes to things when they should be saying no and I think developing a self-awareness of what you should be saying no to which comes into everything we've discussed in this episode figuring out why you're saying yes when you want to say no or figuring out when to say yes and when to say no like that's a whole journey that you have to learn and you are going to fail at it many times I myself have failed at it many times and said yes to things and thought why the hell am I doing this why am I here um but you have to refine it and as you're refining it you can say no to things and you can save yourself so much time so much energy and you can stop people pleasing um when you're a freelancer the urge to people please people please is overwhelming you don't have to do it um as long as you please the right people the people who are important the people who fit into all of your goals and your priorities you're good doing the things that are a priority to you perfect running around like a headless chicken because you want to please everybody again unsustainable like When I talk to my friends who are freelancers, own businesses, our fellow PRs, nine times out of 10, their problems are saying yes to things that they should have said no to. Honestly, like that's what it comes down to, the crux of it. Um, So anyway, those are all my thoughts that I've just shared with you over the course of the last 25 minutes. Um, So I do hope they were helpful and I hope you've managed to take maybe one thing away from this that will help you in managing your freelance life and therefore excelling in it you know because as I said earlier when you're your best self you do your best work and you excel like that's just how it is um so yeah I hope that was helpful um and I shall see you in the next one